Hi, welcome to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. First, I want to give a shout out to a friend who uh, whose show was canceled. A mutual friend of ours, uh, uh, yeah, Susan. Uh, uh, her uh, her show was two and done. Two and done. Yeah, aired twice. Pulled it. Not two seasons. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Not uh, and that's two with no numbers following that too. Wow. I, it was funny because I found out looking at deadline and it's like oh the show was pulled oh i texted her and then she texted back and saying that the, they were at a mix eps found out 40 minutes before oh, deadline wow. before deadline posted on deadline.com at least they picked up their phone at a mix like there might have been one that was like uh oh it's the student i don't want to talk with them. right you know they might have just said let's get the mix done i'll call them up and then you know someone would have been in the back looking on their twitter going oh yeah should i just go home <laughs> You guys want to, let's take a break. Let's take five. Yeah. Let's, so I guess they finished because I asked her, I was like, so what's going on? She goes, we're going in Monday. We don't know. It's like, oh, see, I, that's the one thing I hate about airing, you know, posting and airing at the same time. It's like, well, you're on a show that's, you know, a hit, yeah. but you know, you just never know that like going in every day going, ah, it's today today. You know, you look at the numbers and every week it's like, uh, we dropped 14% and you're way too much into the metrics yeah. of this thing. And you're like doing like crazy math. And like, well, if we get up, you know, 86% there, you know, a year ago, yeah, what was your last was, year? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what? I just want to work. I don't want to have to deal with, oh, may not have a job tomorrow. It gets it gets old. I haven't really dealt with that because I've been working on things that were just contained seasons, which mm-hmm. I love because, you know, I don't care how this thing does. Limited series. I'll yeah, take it. Exactly. I'll take all the limited series because you know you're going to finish. And I think that's kind of why I like, I say dumb cable. I don't mean it that way. But like these smaller cable shows. I mean, I've done yeah. FX. I've done USA and TV land. It's, I feel like they just stick it out. Oh, you got your you got five hundred thousand viewers. We'll finish airing your ten because right. it's ten episodes. We're not right crushed against anything. And I had read that and I felt bad because I haven't actually seen her since she started. Because I, I touch base with her once in a while, and um, she's been killing herself on wow. this show. Like I mean, post it, it. It is hard, especially when you're a new show and you're trying to find your rhythm. And then you have your air dates and. And now it's just sort of like, oh, that's it. Yeah. I'm like, that was it. Yeah. Once uh, once you start airing, it's all about that. And they, they don't care. But I love the stories of how they tell the production, you know, that it's done. You know? Well, and two, probably at the mix, I saw the story at 530. So that means they heard it five or whatever. And it's like, so most, some of production was probably gone. I don't know if they're shooting right now. I think they might have already shot everything. So mm-hmm. actors got paid to then just like... Imagine that weekend, like if you're in production going, oh, I guess we're definitely boxing up on Monday. And I never understood, too. They even said they're pulling it after two. Uh, they're going to put some repeats on. I forgot. Probably a Shonda Rhyme. Actually, I don't even know if it's ABC, but right, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. You would just put on a Shonda Rhyme. Show. You just whatever <laughs> network. Just put it. It'll do well. FX canceled. It's just, you know, put on Scandal. Yeah. There it is. A repeat of Scandal. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's that's tough, you know, because then it's like, okay, now you're into the job market again. And I guess the only thing going was that it's pilot season. Yeah. And that's about the only thing she's got going right now. I mean, I don't know if she was going to go to another pilot anyways, because I think they were supposed to finish at the end of March. Okay. So I don't know if they're still on schedule. I don't, because sometimes on shows when they're canceled, you still finish them because there is some sort of 
overseas deal. Like mm-hmm. you can still finish them and maybe they'll air in England. Right. It might do a little better there. They don't do anything else. They'll just run it. They'll run their 13. Try to recoup something. Yeah, and it used to be, oh, the DVD. No, I mean, I guess they still make DVDs, but Netflix has yeah. already has a deal. So they'll finish them out and put that on, you know, Netflix or something like yeah, that. It's like, all right, you can watch the remaining 12 yeah. on something. Yeah. But now I feel like if they're in any sort of state, I guess, notes, or it'll just be get them to time. Like, we're not even going to oh, look at them. that's exactly what the notes are. <laughs> get them to time. Yeah. How do you feel about the scene? Is it to time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we love that scene. Yeah. Very short with you. Get them to time. Is it to time? Do not bring it here if it's not to time. It's like, oh, okay. Every cut. First studio cut. Is right. it to time? Yeah. Great. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I do feel bad because we've all been on things that are the worst. It's, yeah. I mean, pilots are the worst because you're working towards hoping to have a job. When you already have the show, you're like, all right, this is great. Right. We got through the pilot, everyone, and now, like, oh. You start to know each other, mm-hmm. and it starts to become a family. A lot of times, I was I was on a show many years ago, and we were we were all, I mean, we almost got through a season, but everyone in the show was really cool. Everyone mm-hmm. in the show got along, you know? And, you know, I don't know if they still do that in multicam, where you have a crew working on two different shows. Oh, I didn't... Um, so, yeah, these camera guys were also doing another show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember uh, I was doing um, some multicam, and the DP was actually doing two other shows. But that was in the day on multicams when the DP literally just turned lights on. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got to go to my other show. Clunk. <laughs> lights are on. I'll see you later. Yeah, I forgot. I, that is so weird. I completely forgot that multicam crews, for the most part, like the the working man part like the ad's and stuff always stayed i mean those are the same people that it's just it was like the dp some of your lighting some of your camera people would uh yeah do two shows on the same lot or something right yeah i worked on the stage where they did uh universal where they did uh different strokes and facts of life and so what they would do and the ad mm-hmm. from those shows believe it or not was our ad oh so he told us the story he said so yeah, we shot on that stage. The stage is pretty big. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they had uh, the same shows. I mean, the same stage for both shows. And so they would have. I don't know if it was on like a, a psych or not a psych, but like a, a little revolving, like a lazy Susan of yeah. some sort. But it, it was like one side of it was Facts of Life, and then you just spun it around the next day. And that that was different is shows. the smartest. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. I, I mean, I've heard of crews working on multiple things but yeah. not on the same stage yeah and it was like smart yeah just we can just turn it around and we got another show i wonder if they like coordinated hey on different strokes we're going to a store oh we can use the store set in two episodes great just leave it to the side we'll yeah. uh we'll multitask that is a crazy yeah i mean <laughs> it's like just a guy with the lever all right yeah exactly stage. <laughs> all right what are we doing today facts of life all right God, how do they I guess he would just coordinate the schedule. I guess it really wouldn't be that bad because you could both rehearse at the same yeah. time. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it, he said it worked. worked beautifully. Do you think someone would do that now? Could you do that on a multicam now? Like, I just think of uh, when I started in the business, multicam was king still. Yeah. And, or was at that time. It is no longer. And I remember most of the stages on the Disney lot where I started were multicam. You know, there was Home Improvement. Yeah. Um, I think it was Grace Under Fire, Ellen... There's one other one that was like one of the Power ABC nights, and 
Then there was a floater one. That was the stage of the show that always got canceled. Not that one stage, but it was like, yeah. here's the new show. Canceled. Bring in the new show. All those, none of those stages rotated. Like home improvement was home improvement. Unless those people did a pilot, they would break down some of the home improvement sets and then just do another show. Yeah. Even, even probably on some of them on the home improvement set. He's like, we need a house. It's a pilot. You know, we'll just redress it. Right. And I'm, I may be imagining the lazy season thing because it looks cool, but they did spin around the, uh, the sets. One on one side, you had one on the other. Somehow they, they flipped them. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it was most amazing. I was like, wow, this is like, because, you know, different strokes, facts. Yeah. Like I was into those shows. And uh, just to hear that, yeah, you know, just that's facts of life set is behind the different show set. And like you couldn't even pull an ego because both shows were doing so well. It's not like what here at Staples, it's the Clippers and the Lakers. Yeah. No one's going to the Clippers game. Right. Or people go to the Clippers game, well, but it's more of like you think of that as a Lakers stadium or auditorium as opposed to Oh, is that where the Clippers play? That's where the right. Lakers play. It's uh yeah, the still the the more expensive ticket is is the Lakers. Right. Whereas I think at that time Facts of Life and Different Strokes were probably oh exactly the same yeah and uh at that time i think gary coleman was the most popular person on tv mm-hmm. and the most high, highly uh the highest paid on tv right um those are really high profile shows and they just made it work it's funny how like you can go into the backstory of those shows where you know you think that the lore is a little more um uh, luxurious and like oh wow what did you do oh we just you know we flipped it around and did different strokes on thursday and flipping around on friday we did facts of life that's yeah. it it's like oh okay yeah but i mean what's the story well thursday night they would rotate the state no 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 the story right exactly no that what was you it guys, you know was I, clooney you know was he personally doing it and I don't know. yeah did did uh yeah gary coleman come out and flip this <laughs> yeah. why would he do that i don't know i need something and what was the relationship <laughs> between clooney and and gary coleman while they were flipping the switches I, I didn't say they were flipping the switches. i don't even think they were on at the right season right. <laughs> i don't even <laughs> i think that's what it is is now that i've done it i can't imagine like someone coming up to me it's like well, I worked on Homeboys in Outer Space. I doubt anyone's coming up to me now to talk about the, the one season of Homeboys in Outer Space. Well, not to diminish. I, first of all, the, the crap on my friend who only got two episodes. We aired all 22 of Homeboys in Outer Space. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always wanted to, to know. Because I remember excuse me, when Homeboys in Outer Space came out, and I was like just shaking my head like, Homeboy, like how did that get on the, the, the television? And then I I was in film school, and... I sort of found out, you know, that it's not about basically necessarily the content, but rather the politics involved. Yeah. The person who created Homeboys from Outer Space was somebody that we had a deal yeah. or somebody they wanted to work with or whatever. And they put it on and, you know, it had a couple people in it and they figured, you know, if the deal's made right, you know, you can make a little money. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. So, like, someone came up to me it's like, oh, my God, Homeboys in Outer Space. Tell me what it was like. It was kind of hard at first because we didn't, you know, how to find our bearings. But you know, shot our show on you know Tuesdays. No, no, what's the story? No, there we just went to work. It's yeah. like now I look back on those things where you talk to someone who worked on something you really liked. Like, oh my God, you worked on Magnum. What was it like oh, seven days a week? You know, it was pretty yeah. good. It was a regular gig. Oh. Yeah, I forgot every job's the same. It's just you yeah. idolize the show. So in your head, you think it was magic. I mean, like you work, you work on these shows, and you realize it is the same show. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Content. It doesn't. 
it, only thing that changes everything every show for me is my office yeah. or either i get an office or i don't get an office yeah. that's basically it's like oh like on this current show it's because of where they put posts they always think of posts last so right. we get the shit it's just one big room i mean the editors have their own office but we're in one big room so it's like all right we just kind of spread out there and it's fine yeah. and then that's all it is my location changes Every show is exactly the same. Right. I just got a, a pilot, and, you know, it was just basically, all right, so how many weeks? What is our delivery date? You know, just, just the regular things. Do you have, we have our editors, you know, the mm. director, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. it's really the same show. You know, gone for me, at least, gone are the days of, oh, it'd be really cool. Well, with this particular one, I think there'll be some cool players in it. Okay. But... All in all, it, it is it is another show and a pilot. Yeah, at that. and a pilot. Like, that's the thing. It's like not even something fun. Yeah, it's a it's 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 gonna be grueling. It's gonna be us trying to find trying to find the show. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> it's one of those things where you just can get really downtrodden about you know the stuff when the mm-hmm. footage comes in. It could be awesome. It could be uh, yeah. Let me print my resume right now you yeah. just you just never know and it's not about the script you know it's just about trying to mount a pilot and deliver it in six weeks to where it's gonna not only wow the network but it's gonna be like okay i see a place for this particular show in our fall lineup right. or mid-season or whatever I mean, it could be a great pilot but if they're like well you know we only got something like it or eh, it doesn't really fit to what we're trying to do, you know, they'll scrap it. Maybe mid-season. Oh, so I'm not working on it then. Yeah, exactly. We're going to start up in November. Well, I kind of need a job now. Right, exactly. So that'll be kind of fun. We'll do uh, mini pilot updates as we go. I mean, there might be a week or two where I will not see John because <laughs> your 24-hour uh, oh, pilot cycle. But it'll be fun. We'll do a uh, little mini pilot updates. And then the overall exciting part will be around May the upfronts yeah so it'll be the big reveal it'll it's like did all of john's hard work pay off or was it like every other pilot that didn't get picked up but like yeah but, but like right now not even the, the upfronts aren't are spoiled i mean basically you know before the upfronts what's going to get picked up i remember being on uh, a couple pilots where you just go it's a paycheck this pilot isn't going anywhere done 12 hours later pick up yeah, what, what, this, this got picked up? Yeah. Um, so, and, and of course, like you said, like deadline and all that, you just like refresh, refresh. Yeah. You know, like I remember finding out in the, uh, the online bay, like, uh, a friend of ours, uh, who's a post producer was just hitting refresh on deadline. <laughs> and that's how we found out. Yeah. We had jobs if we wanted them. We already had like, you know, two other pilots that right. went in the, regular season show that went so it was like all right i have options yeah exactly it's funny how like now it's the world is going to really find out before the network bothers to to tell you yeah the upfront's a formality party for the actors exactly like you would have to actually wait i remember when you would hear some rumors like early on because like the eps would sort of let it leak we we got this one and not like the arrogance we got this one it was no we've gotten the call but don't say right, anything. Right, right, right. You know, we saw the cut. Yeah. We're we're happy with what we got, but it's it's a world now where it's like, look, they just they just let it out. Like here you go. Everyone kind of wants to know, anyways. And yeah, and in, in the the age of leaks, like you sort of co opted leaks now to where they they leak them. They just yeah. leak out 
information. That's how it works. You can't protect anymore with, you know, excuse me, social media and all the, the information age. You can't protect, you know, oh, don't say anything. I mean, people are going to say stuff. Twitter, you know, that same EP was probably tweeting out, right. hey, you know, we're going to be on next fall, you know. I or think. too, like, if you know who your actors are in the, the show, maybe you're following them on Twitter. Like, hey, we're going to New York next week. Oh, I guess our show got picked up. Right. <laughs> like, and you then, see that they're in New York. You're like, oh, they must be at the upfronts because right. why else would they be in New York the week of May 5th or 15th or your whatever it is? show didn't get picked up, but come up to the upfronts, yeah. Yeah, no yeah, no one, <laughs> like, we're so sorry, but yeah. uh, we just want you to enjoy the perks of what everyone yeah. else is getting. Exactly. Not Except the show. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not happening. So yeah, that'll be fun to hear about the pilot. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hope it. I mean, you know, with pilots now, the, there's talent behind it. There's like real talent behind it, uh, behind the scenes mm-hmm. and, and on screen. And you know, you just never know. I think we were talking about. I don't know if we were talking about. Uh, like every now and then, you can see, as far as features, like De Niro or. Mm-hmm. One of these actors in something like I've never even heard of that. You know, turns out like it didn't get distribution, or right? Whatever, but he was doing that. It's like actors are, you know, they want to work in TV because there's a lot of cool stuff. If it gets steady, it's a paycheck. Yeah. You know, um, so you know these things are. It's not. It's kind of customary now to have a big time actor in your show or to to have like big time people behind it you know, director, um, EP, that kind of thing. But even then, you know, you just never know. It just depends on what they got, you know? So Yeah, I mean, back in the day, like, you would be, oh, my God, I have so-and-so in my pilot. We have, we, at least we have a shot that they're going to pay attention to it. Right. You know, and then if you you do the pilot with the nobodies in it, like, even, like, Homeboys, I did the pilot on Homeboys, and I knew Daryl M. Bell, yeah. and that was it, because he was from that, a that's different world. That's what I knew, world. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a couple, like, random people that would pop up. It's like, oh, I know you from that thing. I don't know your name, but you did that thing. I think uh, Peter McKenzie was in the pilot, but mm-hmm. he was just some guy I kind of knew, I think, was on Herman's head, but I, I didn't know his name. So even, like, when I saw on the pilot, right. it's like, here's the cast list. Yeah, I don't know. I look at photos. Oh, I know these guys yeah, yeah. now. And Got it. Yeah. So who did, who created that show? Was that? Uh, Eric Van Lowe. Okay. Was he doing, did he do Martin? Did he had something to do with Martin? Maybe he had something to do with a uh, different world or something. He might have, I think he might have written on it, but I don't think it was uh, created <sighs> yeah, by. And different then, world. I, I know that name from the credits. Yeah. Uh, if only there was an electronic way to search. I don't know. I mean, I could probably turn on my, uh, my uh, magic box <laughs> yeah. over here. I didn't know going into it. It's kind of weird. It's like, it's sort of that, uh, not Cinderella story. I mean, it was a grind, but I, the first thing I ever did was a pilot, which was Homeboys in Outer Space. And that was the, f- I mean, that show got picked up. I mean, most people probably would work on pilot, wouldn't get picked up, have to grind, find another job. I got lucky enough to work on it. Everyone came back. They wow. asked, hey, we got, the show got wanted to go. Do you want to work on it as a pe-? Yes. So it's like yeah, sort of the dream scenario type of thing where. Um, I almost wonder though, like when you pitch Homeboys. Do you not to? Talk about I didn't create the show, it, so you can poop but on the show. It's just like want. it's just like this. The title. It's like, do you go? I want to fuck with these network guys and homeboys in the outer space. All right, <laughs> how about it? And have them take. Yes, of course. Order the pilot. Yeah. 
shoot, you know, next week. Love it. Daryl Lynn Bell. Yes. Different world, of course. And it's funny. I remember him early on because I started in the office and I remember him coming in to audition. And I think I even know, it's like, oh my God, it's guy from a different world. He has to audition because it was my wow, first to audition for that. For, foray into, you know, TV and anything. I was like, I, I thought these people just got the job. And it might have been, I don't know if he auditioned or he came in to read. Like, yeah. hey, we're inviting you to read with this person to see if you guys have chemistry. Although we were on um, the uh, UPN and... yeah. And my guess, it almost seems like, no, no, it's about, you know, two friends, you know, it's inner city-ish, but it's like, they're going to be in space. Call it homeboys. Well, that seems a little like on the nose and kind of, no, we'll pick it up. Fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was what his intention was like, <clears throat> right. homeboys in our space. Or they went, call it homeboys in our space. Yeah, but don't want to. It seems uh, not right for some reason. Let's see. Eric worked on the Cosby show. Okay. Yeah, that's where I've seen the name. Rock. That's where I've seen it. Cadillac Dreams. It was a short story that oh, he did. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, he would. He were, Yeah. He worked on the Cosby Show for some for some time. Yeah. That's that's where I, I know the name from. And worked a little bit on Even Stevens with Shia. Okay. So there the, you go. The inimitable Shia LaBeouf. And course. then now he's an executive producer, or was like ten years ago on the Tom Joyner Show. Oh, okay. So there you go. There it is. Homeboys in our space, everyone. Homeboys in our space. Go to uh, YouTube and you can actually watch clips. <laughs> it's not as... I mean, like, it's funny. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we got all 22, so... And, and it was a, it was sort of that burgeoning, on that burgeoning sort of UPN network where that was sort of the, the character of the shows that you would find on UPN. You mm-hmm. know, they, they were willing to go there. Yeah, you know, so it was. Moesha was our lead in that. That was yeah. gold. We were Moesha excited. Moesha was a big, big hit for the network. Yeah. Absolutely. So when we heard, we we're like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Yeah. Although I was talking to a friend, uh, I think it was last weekend, and I was saying it's funny. As low as our ratings were, they were great for UPN. Like, yeah. But our ratings now, or our ratings then, would be on par with like a Big Bang Theory. Totally. A, a yeah. Big Bang now in season eight or whatever not yeah. season one but like we were getting 1.9 and twos and it was like uh but friends was getting you know 23 right exactly but now these hit shows hit shows in quotes we're are getting 1.9 and two or a little less and it's like kind of funny to think like we had as many people watching homeboys in outer space as someone's watching big bang but not good enough to hold up it's like you guys aren't doing well enough yeah, but back, now back then it was like uh, i'm sorry no. Definitely. It's like, oh no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna go anywhere. The funniest story I remember from Homeboys was uh, Flex Alexander, or mm-hmm. who was just going by Flex. Oh, right. He was. Uh, he was just going by Flex at that time. Right. And the nicest guy. Like he always said hi, always had a wink and a point, very Eric Estrada style. Yeah. But I remember we um, came back first episode. He rolled in in his brand new like Lexus SUV, and even then I thought it was cool. I was like, oh man. Hollywood, But then I was also like, do you really want to be spending your money right, right now? Right. <laughs> because I don't think he had done much prior to that. I think maybe he had some, like, kids show and maybe probably guest spots on um, Moesha and stuff. But to, like, automatically just assume, I'm on Homeboys, the money maker. Right. Like, <laughs> let's look at your title and network before we uh, start uh, doing that. Yeah, he's he's actually doing pretty good. I mean, he does a lot of guest stars on stuff. He did one-on-one for... Is his Flex? Yeah, 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 and I think he was like a VJ at one point or something. Probably, like that. Uh, yeah, it was BT. on. Yeah, he did Moesha prior to that. Um, sister, sister, where I live, Juice. 
Um, one on one, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, all those shows, I was like not not into, but um, it definitely had it. There was a if I, I hate when people say it this way, but niche. It was yeah. like a niche. Yeah. Uh, because you know there was there was a it was a following to those shows, and it was yeah. like that basically was the cornerstone of the UPN. And I think UPN tried other things that didn't quite work out as well mm-hmm. as as those you know because again multicam you know cheap you know um cheap output and you can you know obviously moesha was syndicated so you can uh that's when it gets really lucrative i mean i think multicam is still preferred uh, but nobody wants to watch a multicam now we're sort of trained yeah. to do single camera tv but if you can make a multicam you know, like Friends or something like that. Oh, Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Cosby Show was the first billion-dollar you know syndication deal, and then you know you had Seinfeld and you had some really good shows like Cheers, um, some really good shows that you know really really lucrative. But now you know everybody wants to do the the single camera, and that's why you probably s- still see well not the Cosby Show too much more for reasons right. I'm not sure, but you have Seinfeld and that that still do really well because there isn't the you don't have these long-running shows like you see big bang a lot now because of right. um it being big bang and then two and a half men sort of went away a little bit because of charlie but you have these things like seinfeld it was that weird thing i think 10 years after seinfeld was off the air they were making more money in syndication than the year before so like they would sell like a two-year package and then those two years would go up then they would resell it for more money than they sold it before and it's like how are you still Who's who's buying it? Right. Like, and I get it. I loved Seinfeld, but it's like it feels weird to be spending more. It feels like that should almost be dwindling. Right. Like you're rebuying it. Like Big Bang, I get with the ups because there's another season to add to it. It's like, oh, hey, we can uh, we'll resell you another year, and we have another year of shows to add to it. It's like, oh my god, just nothing but content. Seinfeld was over. Right. You only had those episodes. Uh, yeah. Okay, we're gonna resell it again. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the deal was structured, but yeah, I mean that's. That may be part of the deal, you know. Okay. We always want more. Yeah, and you can you can get more. I mean, if look, people want to pay for it, you know, you, you charge more. Well, yeah, they probably throw it out there. Well, you want another two years? This is how much it's going to cost? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was like in Seinfeld. You get the ratings. How do they still get ratings? <laughs> they still get ratings, man. It is funny because I'll look at our show. I have to go to cable ratings, and there's like just random stuff that does either better or worse than our show, and it's like how? It's not even a new show. That's Yep. Yeah. You lost out to, you know, Big Bang season three. Right. Oh. I, mean, I mean, you talk about the network and, you know, a lot of times we badmouth the network, but they're not doing what just naturally flows out of what you just said. You know, if someone were just looking at um, sort of a, a chart of what does what, mm-hmm. you could conceivably stack your programming with. Big Bang season three, Seinfeld season seven, all these things that have nothing to do with uh, new content or anything and probably do better, at least ratings wise, than you would putting out new content. I think that was TV Land's model. Yeah. TV Land sort of did that. They decided they're like, well, what about a place that just shows repeats like of shows that you like? So they'll do a night of Andy Griffith, a night of Mary Tyler Moore. I don't think they have the, I don't think they have Seinfeld, but they do have some 80 show. It's like, oh my God, here's all the family ties. Here's different strokes. And it's, that was their model, basically. It's like, we're just, now they do have original content. Right. Um, but it, it's that weird thing of, 
that was their business model. We're just going to, because you can buy them relatively cheap. People watch them. You get a, a, you can get a run of Andy Griffith and they're like, yeah, we, we do okay in the ratings. Yeah. And it's free. Basically, I mean, they pay that license fee, but they're not paying for new content. Right. Then they get all the advertisement because that's what, you know, people are like, oh, well, you got viewers. You have 500,000 viewers watching the Andy Griffith show for some reason. Yeah. Um, there you go. Here's Don. Don will buy an ad. Like, there's still, ma- like, nightly marathons of the Golden Girls, you yeah. know? And my mom, you know, every night, you know, she, she's going to, she loves it. She loved it back then. She's going to watch it. You know, it is, it's a pleasant show. Yeah. I mean, those, those, hey, hey, really, really young kids coming up now mm-hmm. love, fall in love with that show. So, it has a lot of new viewers. Mm-hmm. So, you you do that and it's like, oh, it's like an eight-hour block of Golden Girls every single night they're not doing that just to do it Mm -hmm. you know they're getting the ratings and you know it is a business model it's sort of like you know put on my byron allen hat and how he just somehow he's worth a billion dollars but tell you why but yeah but (laughs) But i understand why he bought some like you know weird entertainment companies you know international and it was like he figured out a way to do it so that it netted him so much money. Yeah, I that I'm baffled because I don't know what he has. Some show on every night, I think, or like five nights oh, that, a week. That coming up next, the, the 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 junket show. Yeah, and you're just like, how? how, how yeah, how is that? Yeah, <laughs> how are you still working? I'm just going to junkets and putting it on TV, and psh, that nets. You know, I'm like, I, I guess he just to- doesn't care. I mean, it's not like one of those things where he's probably feeling artistic. Oh, I wish I was creatively outletting. No, I'm going to creatively count all my money. He's like, you know, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman kind of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, I remember being on the Culver lot mm-hmm. one time. And, and I look across the way. And there's this sweet, brand new. I mean, the, the dealer tags are still on yeah. it. Aston Martin. Black. Oh. Slick. You know? And I, like, walk up to it. Because it's like, wow, this is really cool. It could be for a show. It could be for a movie, whatever. No. It's like, who's in it? Byron Allen, you know, and he looks at me, you know, it's very nice. He's like, give me a little what's up nod. And he goes, yeah, that's right. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Dude, I should have gone. How can I be you? How can I, yeah. how can I get something like this? Yeah. I mean, and you could tell, I don't even know how I could tell. I could tell it was like a Lark car. It was a car. It was like, well, I think I'll get an Aston Martin today. You know, it was like a one of 40. Yeah. He saw it like maybe he saw an ad for it or read about it that week or drove by the dealership when that's cool yeah. and his assistant yeah a button it's like oh. yeah he walks in the office give me an Aston Martin black cash yeah exactly like, well let's see uh he is a, an executive producer on something justice for all with judge Christina Perez 213 episodes of that okay. it's still still going um judge for where is that on what is that on justice for all I have no idea I'll go to the minute. Uh, Comics Unleashed, 595 episodes as an executive producer. Yes, I know that one. Justice uh, with Judge uh, Maybelline, because apparently that's America's Court. I guess he has cornered the market on judge shows because Supreme Justice with uh, Judge Karen. This is a business. This is like a guy who's just making business. Yeah. We the People. Smart. Uh, Cars TV. Gossip Queens. I mean, it's... It's just smart business. It's, it's just he, yeah. He bought something and just does uh, those dumb court shows. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's all I need. Again, mother's retired, 
every time I go back home. Court shows. Yeah. Court shows. Steve Harvey. You know. I mean, it's it's like. When does Steve Harvey get a court show? Oh, that would just you would I just gotta see that one. <laughs> the Steve Harvey court show. I'm in. Like, Judge I Harvey. Even, I would even work on that. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, because you know that's going to run <laughs> seven hundred. Totally. Well, because you could just like it's Judge Steve. Yeah. I mean, none of that's real, anyways. It's not like he's right. And like he can just listen and give his opinion, and then it's like Judge Steve, Judge Harvey, <laughs> Harvey. There's there's something there. We'll have to we'll brainstorm some sort yeah. of title. And, and and what's cool? I, I say cool, but what's interesting about these court shows is that the the those cases and the people and it's like who how do you how do these people even these people actually exist in the in the nation and it's like Anyone? i know it's like i don't know how manufactured it is but um but it's someone who wants to be on tv though yeah. that's all it is it's someone who wants to be on tv uh, we had a we were watching hot bench at work yeah there's a show called hot bench hot bench three judges on the stand because you know it's legit you know what every court <laughs> like a like a third of the supreme court or like a ninth like a circuit court or I, it is so funny because we're all of a sudden we're flipping through um at work and it was hot bench well i have to know what hot bench is. i mean i like guess the, you gotta up your court tv game so they put three judges on there they listen to the case they go back talk about it and uh give their verdict and i was just like sure is it why is not it, is it interesting i mean is it it it's interesting because it was like called Hot Bench. Okay. And I was like, Hot Why Bench is called Hot Bench because. I have no idea. There's three of them. There's no <laughs> rhyme or reason to the show. Byron Allen's probably the producer probably. of that show. Um, you probably have to go through him if you want to do a court show. It's like, hey, we're doing. Ooh, you only uh, have one. Oh, we were going to put three judges. You can have that okay. one. But it only has his net worth at $300 million for Byron Allen. But I feel that's pretty good for a guy who just yeah. started out in stand up comedy. Totally. And doesn't have a show on the air. Uh, that, that, that's right. his show, basically. Okay, but but three hundred million from coming up next a junket show, the Comics Unleashed, which is a show with comics that you know. Mm-hmm. This is weird. It's comics that you know, and it comes on. I haven't seen it in years, yeah. but it came on like at midnight one, and uh, they all shout out to Byron. You know, yeah. oh, thanks for Byron. You know, for and I think here. the show's still four by three. <laughs> <laughs> what the Why same not? camera they've used for 15 it's years like if we get i mean come on i mean do you really need to change up i no. mean it's it's comics you're yeah. listening you're not <laughs> watching them he decided long ago because i think he did it with real people or something and he was a comic I mean, he's, he's a stand-up but i think he decided long ago i'm just gonna be a businessman i'm just gonna i'm just gonna work the system and i think that he and tyler perry sort of i mean yeah they're both black but i think that as far as just normal Hollywood standards said, this is how I'm going to work the system. I'm not going to just put out content. I'm not, I'm just going to see what the greatest return is. But you almost got to think though, that Byron's smarter than Tyler Perry. Don't quote me on that. Tyler Perry (laughs) is Byron doesn't work probably as hard as Tyler Perry. Yeah. Granted Tyler Perry's worth probably 300 billion, 300 million. It's like the work thing. I kind of respect Byron for going, I'll just produce a couple of bench shows right. and uh, rake it in where Tyler has to work on. He didn't have to. He's, al- he's always, yeah, yeah, work. You're right. I mean, Byron is also, you know, always negotiating international deals and stuff like that. And that's how all this money is is made. But, you know, it's really smart to look at the business side and go, 
All right. Well, with the least amount of effort, and when I say that, like, I'm not going to go into just making original content in the expense of that. I'm going to see how I can acquire things, um, get my capital there. Mm-hmm. Then I see that the judge shows are really doing well. So let me use some of that capital to, you know, make some judge shows. And the judge shows, you and I know, they're on uh, Bronson Avenue at mm-hmm. that, you know. Uh, Dirt studio. Yeah, exactly. Where we've all done either a pilot or a pickup shoot. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, that's where it is. And you always see people out side in line you know waiting i guess to get into the people wait in line for these judge shows believe it or not someone actually will wait in the sun yeah to watch hot bench it's 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 just like and i always wonder like i'm i don't want to talk to these people because i don't know what's going on where you have to like wait out for a judge show yeah like even if i was even if i were a tourist my first i would do like the tonight show yeah or well i would out here it'd be like you know Conan or something. I'm not going to a hot I wouldn't bench. Want to go to or Price is Right. I'll go to Price is Price Right. Is right, yeah. Wouldn't go to Hot Bench. But, I mean, there you go. I'm pretty sure that's going to be my next job. <laughs> I'll be calling. Good job, John. Yeah. Hot Bench. Hot Bench. Like, people try every day to get out of jury duty. Why do you want to go to, like, a simulated... Yeah. yeah. And it's not very funny. They no. do make... They crack a little wise here and there because the people they bring in are just... Right. The worst people that... It's just like, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he was living in my uh, basement and, you know, we got together and, you know, now, you know, but he took, somehow, he took $2,500 from me and, you know, um, he said he would give it back, but he's not. Then, you know, he robbed me too. I had his friend rob me. And I mean, it goes... Well, I, I, sadly, that's <laughs> probably been four episodes. Exactly. Right <laughs> it's like, you gotta be kidding me the people's court you know i mean that's how it's well done. and i was gonna say too like byron allen was smart though because from what i read on some of his it sounded like that he sort of went judges that uh like african-american judges like yeah. his his was like well there's always been judge judy or right wapner or people's court he decided i'm gonna change it up representation right so then that's probably why he's got four of those because they're just something different because ever four it was always just people's court yeah then it's like then you had judge judy and it's like Oh, you can have two. And then all of a sudden it was like Byron Allen's, <laughs> you can have five. Yeah, and people and, will watch. And that's the thing. It's like, how many, ju- after a while, I was like, how many judge shows can people watch? I mean, it turns out they can watch a lot. Yeah. But it's because they all offer something different. But um, three, yeah. John. Did I not explain to you? They have three judges. Three judges. That I guess if you're watching, like, I guess it's different. It's not but i gotta watch i don't know why and are the cases the same kind of uh, it's a, i mean literally it could be the it's the exact uh, okay. same it's always like crazy someone hit someone in a parking lot or um we watched one the other day where these two older women got in a fist fight over taxes like <laughs> it, they were friends yeah and she paid her friend to do taxes that friend got drunk the other friend showed up to get her taxes, and they got an alter- altercation because she was drunk. She seemed a little drunk there. But that was it. That was the case. And it was just like, all right. And they were like, 
uh, in favor of oh, the, uh, the person that didn't get drunk. And then everything was wiped. And then they yelled at each other for a second. And I was like, I guess this is what court shows are now because you need a little reality aspect yeah. to it. And did they do the thing at, at the end where some, I guess, guys like there was a, interviews? Which is kind of weird. I was surprised because we were, what was that? Um, it wasn't Hot Bench. We were watching bench Some, something something maybe you could really insert yeah it, any of it was it was one of the those and they did that and i was like i thought that was a people's court thing but i guess they didn't trademark interviewing people afterwards yeah that is so it was kind of like good for you you just kind of took the format and went we're going to do that same thing we'll interview them afterwards so uh and by the way there's been three seasons of hot bench and there's been three wow <clears throat> 584 episodes no you're kidding me <laughs> so it's, i think it's it's uh i think it's on like you know that five days a week or whatever yeah. so i mean why not I mean, yeah I, you know of course yeah so and the show airs in the uk as well of course they probably god they probably just hate us over in the uk Jeez, they're like trump and hot bench that's what we yeah um, um would you would you do that would you use your resources to go okay still work a little bit Mm -hmm. you know while while you're doing this but cobble all your resources together and either invest or go in and sort of create because i i mean if these judges aren't real sort of create a judge show where it's like you know if you have a charismatic judge whoever that would be you know um like a Martin Lawrence type. All right, I got it. You know, <laughs> cosplay court. <laughs> hold on, stick this with is, you. Hold this on. Sounds second. like a real pitch. Uh, they deal with all comic book or uh, comic related issues. Like someone maybe got a bad deal on a comic book that might not be worth something, or they're yeah. I think there's anything that has to do with the Comic Con sort of world. The judge. Yeah. May or may not be dressed up. That I don't know if right. I mean cosplay court kind of works, but maybe they go in and they the have to wig. settle things in cosplay outfits. Like you got someone coming in as Iron Man who's upset that his friend Gandalf, yeah, you know, cheated him out of like some Pokemon cards. There's something. There's some sort of thing. I like cosplay court. Right. That just popped in. I was like, there's something with cosplay court because now you're taking something completely away. You're you're taking away like you know. Oh, I hit someone in the car, and it's not real. I mean, geez, get Steve Harvey right. be the judge. Right, exactly. Copyright Robert 2017. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I'd watched, like, I'd watched that, but so much of America would also watch that. That's the worst part is, like, the four seconds I took to yeah. think of Cosplay Court could be watched I on mean, TV right now. You go, ah, Judge Judy, Mathis, whoever. Uh, Cosplay court, yeah. Look at that idiot on the. You know, That's exactly how stand. we came across Hot Bench, and I, I'm sad to say we've probably watched a <laughs> few, few more uh, about 550 yeah. episodes yeah. of the 580. We haven't caught up on the season. <laughs> exactly. We're still binge watching season two. Binge watch Hot Bench. Uh, I mean, literally, it was one of those things where we plugged in an antenna at work because there's obviously no cable. Yeah. I went up to Not the anymore. TV guide and went Hot Bench. Go to Channel Nine. Let's see what Hot Bench is about. And then we left it on, and there was, like, I think two in a row. Then it went to another judge show, another one. And it's like, oh, wow. they. And it was funny. Oh, it was Channel 9 because it was three judge shows. News at 4 at 5 went right back to judge shows. So it's like literally they just <laughs> broke in to give you news. Right. Then went back to. <laughs> we interrupt these judge shows to bring you the news. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
it, but it, it just tells you how lucrative it is for them. Yeah. You know, like they pay a license fee for it and, you know. And it's people, cheap. Cheap people watch. People, and, every day they come back. And there's no way there's not amount of content out there because there's a lot of people that just want to be on TV. Yeah. Even if it is like, oh, there's a fender bender. Let's go to Hot Bench. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that would be my first instinct. Like, that person didn't pay me. We're going to settle this at Hot Bench. Yeah. I So I think there is enough people. And I don't know how much of it is actually like real cases or is it these actors recreating real like, cases? Like casting and outreach and stuff like that too? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because then it just seems at that point, why not make it more outrageous? I mean, if you're going to be casting these parts, right. why not go crazy? And I just think as we are the because of the reality boom we know everyone wants to be on tv yeah so there's no shyness of talent right air, air quote talent air quotes uh, <laughs> big air quotes of people that want to be on right. tv yeah i i mean god that's true i mean just look at and this is why Springer and all those shows worked is because I mean you talk about outrageous I mean that just wanted to top you know itself I don't know about top itself but you know wanted to get more lurid and ridiculous every every uh, episode it was always funny because you could just see Jerry not even like sometimes he's not even closest sometimes he backs away from the stage so much he's so ashamed of it it's like yeah, and or he'll go in the back or something like that. He's like, I, I can't. I'm sorry. This is what, what is this? And I guess he goes back and counts his money and goes, "Okay, I can do this." All right, one more season of 400 episodes, right? And exactly. that's it. And and the Jerry Springer show, just to get a little tangent, I liked the Jerry Springer show. It was a, it was a really good show in the beginning. Of course, it had nothing to do with no bears no semblance to what is out there today. It was like. Uh, it's like a political show, sort of like a Oprah with more of a political bent to it, because he was a vice mayor of Cincinnati, and uh, it was like real, real issues. Like one time he had Ike Turner over there; he was sort of counseling Ike Turner, you know. Sure, Ike. Ike. I remember Ike. The, one of my favorite lines from Ike, and I knew this guy was really, really crazy. Was uh. You know, he's like, I never hit Tina. He's like, I punched her in the face a couple times, but I never hit her. And he goes, I, that's, that's hitting though. Like, yeah. if I couldn't really see it. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. I, I just punched her in the face. He's like, but the, you, you got to understand that's hitting. But somehow I couldn't see it. Um, but it was an interesting interview because, yeah. uh, you know, he just didn't shy away from like the violence and stuff like that. That I've never hurt anyone. I've murdered a few. People, yeah, exactly. But I've never hurt anyone. <laughs> exactly. Emotionally. Like, what is that about? True. Well, I mean, that's like uh, who's it? Uh, who's the other guy? Mori Mori Povich. Like his show started off sort of the same. Like in the boom of all, like you know, you had the Oprah and then he, uh, Phil Donahue. Yeah. Yeah. Mori started off like sort of like Springer. It was a legit look. It was just totally a, before the hot bench took over there was like well you needed a three to four or a five o'clock slot before the news started on some of these channels so it was just like but now every time you go to maury it's always well one of these 10 guys is the dad of my three kids and that's every episode so they just open up envelopes every time and then it's like you are not the funny yeah. and i kind of hope a lot of that's fake because i don't want to go on the fact that he can do three shows a week with five people on it not knowing who their kid is or like not right. knowing who the parent is of their kid 
I don't want to live in that world where that's real. And then, and then the guy, like, he finds out that he's not, and then he goes up to the audience, is like, yeah, yeah, I told you, I told you, and it's like, it turns to a farce. The the one person I, I think about in that situation is the kid, yeah, because the kid is, you know, you know, just born or whatever, yeah. but you know, I mean. T- the internet nothing dies yeah so imagine that kid at school somebody has his new surface or whatever the thing is of the day thank you microsoft and goes (laughs) thank you microsoft and goes hey is this your dad or not dad or whatever is this your mom yeah like i mean because yeah you get to a point where you're gonna start googling yourself a little bit and then your name might not come up oh i'm gonna look up my mom's name it's like why is this more oh they must have the similar name or something like that nope Oh, there's mom. Oh, she didn't know which of these 10 guys was my dad. Right. Oh, and none of them were. Oh, I don't like my mom anymore. Right. And the sad thing is, depending on how real this is, the sad thing is True. you could definitely, and they may have already done it, uh, like make a movie with Sandler. Maybe they did something like this with uh, Vince Vaughn or whatever and do the jokey comedy version of it. Mm-hmm. But there's also a real version of it. Like yeah. this, this is actually... The the picture I'm painting is actually a real like drama of finding out that here's your mom on TV doing all this stuff and having to endure that as a kid. Yeah, you know it's like there's consequences to all these things. Like like you said, there are people who there's no shortage of people wanting to be quote unquote famous to get on TV. There are consequences to that, and just like do whatever, like be whatever. you know that sort of the draw of these judge shows and Springer is to look at it and go, oh well, I guess I'm not so messed up after all. Yeah. You know, look at these people, look at these idiots, and then the next day you go, okay, I'm better off than these people. Yeah. Are you? I don't know, but because you watch the show, yeah, exactly. Are you that much better off than exactly. These people? You waste so much time watching this. Mm-hmm. You know, so much time. You know, and I think it's one of those lull things where you watch one judge show, turns into another, flows into another, and before you know it, not making any um, revelations here about myself, but before you know it, you've watched a few hours of yeah. judge TV, you know. And of eight different shows. Yeah. And you didn't realize that. It's like there's that many judge shows. And you're like, really? Another judge show? Okay. What is this about? Oh, really? This is this case? Okay. I got to watch this, you know. There's three judges. How can I not There's watch three, three judges? This is like a legit thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna get real answers. There's three really smart people. Yeah, and are these like judges the way in California you go to the doctor to get a like a your prescription for weed? Like it's that thing of like, oh, you gotta go get a doctor's note. Oh, let me go see the, <laughs> the doctor. Well, it's, technically, yeah. he can. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're right. You do need weed for your glaucoma yeah. or whatever. Yeah, of course, not even seeing you. Yeah, not even seeing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. You know, over the phone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So it's like, are these judges like? Technically, they went some schooling, but although, like, I feel like you could get a medical degree not easily, but I mean, like, I feel like you can work some sort of system. I'm an MD, you know. Right. Like back in the day, I did wonder. I thought, like way back, I thought, are these real? Because they go, these are real cases, you know, and real, real judges, and the decisions are binding or whatever. Mm. And they go, why, why wouldn't I want to go and do this small claim? Why am I going to go to small claims? Why don't I just have Judge Mathis do it, or yeah. Judge Joe Brown, or whatever? Yeah. You know, 
sure. You know, it'd be entertaining. You know, I, I guess. And it holds up in court. This is kind of like, court. does this count? Like, if yeah. I do this, do I have to go to a real court and still right. deal with it? Or is this, you know? Yeah, because when they, when they issue the judgment and it's like, oh, okay, we, we, uh, ruled in favor of the girl who wasn't drunk and whatever that ruling was and whatever maybe it's a monetary thing that's attached to it is that enforceable now i mean is this a yeah i i I feel like once do they sign something at the end are you going on going well no yours is a real case we'll give you our opinion but you're still gonna have to go to and at that point well i'm not gonna waste a day like i feel like now i have more i need my time as i get older i don't want to like Oh, I got on TV to argue my case to fake judges to then have to go to a regular court. Yeah. I mean, if I actually could get it done, sure. And it fit within the time frame, why not go to hot bench? I mean, yeah. I already kind of hate myself anyway, so why not uh, right. go to the extra effort to go to hot bench? <laughs> hot bench. I mean, if, not a fender bender, I guess if the, maybe a fender bender. But why am I going to why am I going to hot bench? Why am I not just either paying it or getting my money for that? Right. Why am I going to small claims court? Exactly. I think I'm just too logical about it. It's like, why? Yeah. Why do I have to go? But if I've given an option, if it's like, hey, we can see your case, or you can go to hot bench and do the exact same thing, but it's all legal. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think if that was presented, right. if it was a small claims and they're like, look, we can solve it now, or in two days you can go to hot bench, but it'll still, whatever the outcome is, is the outcome and it's real. Sure. Yeah. I'll go to hot bench. I think I'd, I'd go to hot bench. Because I, I, I have no kids. I don't care if they'd ever yeah. find it. Oh, and also, too, look, I want us on hot bench. Yeah. You know Byron Allen? You know how much money Byron Allen makes? Right, exactly. Kids are like, who's Byron Allen? You- exactly. <laughs> look at that Austin. Exactly. Aston Martin that drove by. Exactly. It's like you go to hot bench and you go, look around. I can make this work. And you start your own hot bench. Yeah, it's like hotter bench. So, uh, exactly. <laughs> I had like a couple of judges. You know, it's like, okay. There's 25 judges. Yeah, exactly. Each one has their own opinion. <laughs> and at the end, they'll open an envelope and give you a rose. It's an we hour won. long. We only do one case. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Do you think um, you seeing Byron in the car pushes you to one way? Do you think Byron saw someone in a car that pushed him going, this stand-up comedy thing's bullshit. <laughs> I think there was there was definitely a turn there. I mean, this guy is a business like he, he was like one of the senior comics back in the day, like around the eighties, like in the in the comedy stores and all that. Um, yeah, you need someone like someone fell through. Get Byron for the Tonight Show. Yeah. Get Byron for this. Right, like, exactly. Really funny guy. I remember before I knew he was doing all this stuff. I knew him as a stand-up, and yeah. he was. A working totally. stand-up guy. Totally. I mean, worked with all the greats and wrote and did all those things. But I think that you don't you don't go okay. I'm gonna make this comedy like a business. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on the comics unleashed. I'm gonna like these press junkets. I'm gonna actually just make a show of all these press junkets. And it's going to make a lot of money. I'm going to license this stuff around the world. Something happened. Yeah. You know, because there aren't comics doing that today. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, because he's going to make a lot of money with Netflix. Like Chappelle is not doing this. You know, Um, he, there's something, it's probably was something, I don't think it just happened, but there's probably was something in him that he was just like, how can I make a business? How can I do it? And it was like something that he always had. Right. But to come out of nowhere with $300 million, like what happened to Byron Allen? Oh, he's like, he bought Los Angeles yesterday. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, how, 
how? And then you realize how. Like, I think he was trying to buy packs at mm. one point. You know, he's like, I'm going to buy a network. I'm going to buy a low end network because i know all judge shows yeah all judge shows and i'm making a ton i'll make a ton of money it just makes me want to do the same thing you know just because i do want to make content that speaks to me right i think there's something to be said about doing something like this that generates capital so that i can do the things that that i want Mm -hmm. you know um yeah it's going to give people jobs it's not it's not going to put the country in the best light, you know, because of the kind of cases that we have. But at the same time, if I could find a way to like make that work and grow some capital and make the movies that I want to make, you know, yeah, it'll be that one asterisk. Oh, you know, he made some cool stuff, but then, you know, hot, hot bench or hot bench two, you know, was his brainchild. Benchier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, you know, in building on your, uh, cosplay, thing i was i was looking up this the other day because of uh i was watching like ricky gervais and gary shandling they have an interview okay online Mm -hmm. that um it's like i think gary shandling like ricky comes to the house and everything um he heard this on the nerdist podcast with judge judd apatow judge um and so they're talking about this judd judge judd oh shit oh all right okay we Uh, need to go we're we're gonna stop the podcast (laughs) right now exactly that would be amazing (laughs) oh my god um but they were talking about this interview with ricky gervais and and gary shandling how gary just like turned the interview up on his ear and sort of like beat up ricky and uh basically was doing a bit but ricky didn't really know if he was or not right. so he's very uncomfortable but i remember one thing it made me think of the office like stream of consciousness yeah. made me think of the office and david brent was like stamps like they like you can get on a bus and pay with stamps it's legal tender like they have to take it they can't refuse it and so yesterday i googled that. i was like is that true <laughs> And what it is is like no, like you can't go to the grocery store and pay in stamps, right? Because at that point, why not just pay with money? Exactly, why do you have all these extra stamps. Okay. Exactly. So because I mean, maybe back in the day they took it because oh well, I have mail to mail out anyway. I'd mm-hmm. have to buy that. Maybe I can use it, but you can only use the value, the intrinsic value of that is only uh, applicable through mail. Like you can't. Yeah, you can't do anything. It's else not legal with that. tender. Yeah. So what legal tender means, and if you look at your money, it says it's good for all debts. And so in a court-ordered repayment of debt, that legal tender, those stamps, cannot be refused as payment. Oh. So I was wondering if there's a way in this cosplay thing that if there's a uh, an order for you know payment if it has to be in things like stamps or <laughs> something really stupid. Yeah, anything. It's like, all right, uh, we go in favor of you. The comic book is actually worth more. You owe him two bitcoins. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> where do I even get a bitcoin? It's bitcoin. I have a. Um, I heard a bitcoin story that just was not made me not want to ever huh? deal with bitcoins. All right. Um, I'll tell you off air. I, oh. I don't want to. Oh, okay. I don't want to like divulge that story. But um, let's just say bitcoins are not. You know, it's not all 
uh, copacetic. You know, I still some, barely even understand the idea. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but the bitcoins have different values every hour. Like, uh, yeah, it was funny because I was um, actually at Nerd Melt where they actually do film the or record the Nerdist uh, yeah. podcast. I was there, I was just looking at comics and stuff, and they have a Bitcoin machine there. And they may not anymore. This was like six, seven months ago. I went, oh my God, this will be hilarious. I'm going to buy a Bitcoin for our friend. I was like, and I'll get one for myself. It'll be hilarious. So I go up, it's all touchscreen. One Bitcoin, $330. It's not funny anymore. I Then I just walked away. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was like, because I saw the fluctuation, I thought it was going to be like $2. I thought each coin, because in your head, everything's always one to one. It's like, oh, one coin will be $1 or right. something. Like I thought he, even if it was $10, I would have done it for the joke. I have a Bitcoin. This will probably go down in value, but we all bought Beanie Babies or whatever, something that you figured was going to have value or not that, you know, sitting in storage or thrown away. So I was like, it'd be hilarious. 330 bucks is like, this is not hilarious anymore. Because <laughs> it seemed funny. It's yeah. like, I'll have a Bitcoin in my pocket. It'll just be hilarious. I'll show people. It's like, I have a Bitcoin. Can I pay you with my Bitcoin? It'll be hilarious. And there's only, I'll take a joke to a certain level. When it gets over $100, it's no longer a joke. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too expensive for a joke. I should have went, uh, can I get stamps? Yeah. <laughs> $300 in stamps for my one Bitcoin. I kind of want to pay in stamps just somewhere see. just to, yeah. Hold on. Pull out your yeah. law book or your, your legal state laws. Like, no, this is uh you cannot refuse it. Yeah. But do I have to, do, I mean, do I have to agree to it? I'll take it. Yeah. But you still owe me $10. Right. Is that, yeah, sure. I'll take it. Like they don't, like they don't have to take that. They're not required by law to take it. Like if you want to pay for groceries or anything or anything, it only applies to debts that are court ordered. Like, so like if we went to cosplay court. Yeah. In theory, they could pay in stamps. Like, well, yeah, this is a exactly. court. Exactly. Some guy comes out with his book. Of totally. And, and I, I want to see that episode. I do want to see that. Well, it's almost been an hour, and I think we're going to try to keep these a little uh, little tighter. So that's uh, this has been Cosplay Court. <laughs> Cosplay Court. Uh, I love it. Uh, produced by Byron Allen. Oh, um, yeah, always. And John and I are going to jump Good into our so black uh, Aston Martins and... Uh, I'll roll out of here. <laughs> All right, uh, this is Robert. This is John. Have a good one. Oh, <laughs> my